Hello, my name is Fabio Perry, and this is the ninth episode of B. Perry Films Podcast. On today's episode, we will be talking about philanthropy. Um, our guest that we have today is Laura Albert. She's the vice president for the Boston Earth Academy Foundation, and she will be taking us along her journey of her contribution that she has done for the Boston community, and also, also educate everyone on how they can participate as being a philanthropist and some types of sort. So, Laura, you can introduce yourself. Bobby, thanks so much for this opportunity. It's a real pleasure to work with you as you are a Boston Arts Academy alum from the class of 2011 and also a member of the BAA alumni board and network. So thank you, Bobby, for your leadership. Again, my name is Laura Alpert. I'm the Vice President of Philanthropy at Boston Arts Academy Foundation. And this is an independent 501c3 nonprofit organization that supports Boston's only public high school for the visual and performing arts. And it's a real pleasure to be able to work on behalf of students and on behalf of alumni like yourself to help to provide the resources that help to make the school what it is, such a special place that allows students to really explore their art forms, to make contributions to the world and to become the successful creative leaders like you are, Bobby. Thank you for that. Um, as we start, I like to give definition and context as to what we will be talking about. So in your definition, what do you think philanthropy is? Well, I did look it up just to make sure that I was on point. I have been working in philanthropy for more than 25 years now. It's defined as the desire to promote the welfare of others, expressed ex especially by the generous donation of money to good causes. Now, a lot of times when we think of philanthropy, we think of people who are very wealthy. They may even have intergenerational wealth. They may have grown up with an expectation of giving back to the community, but really everyone can be a philanthropist. If you look at consistent studies on where the most philanthropic dollars go from individuals, it's to churches, it's to synagogues, it's to mosques. And I think for those of us who grew up in some sort of religious background, we're very used to the, the plate being passed, the uh, Israel bonds being requested and things like that. So it's not an unfamiliar situation. And then we're also used to sometimes asking other people to contribute money after, of course, making our own contributions ourselves. Everything from selling chocolate bars for your, for your church or synagogue, your, your after school program, whatever it may be, all the way up to if you actually want to enter this profession, um, as I have for so many years, asking other people to consider gifts of given amounts that can accomplish certain goals. And there always has to be a match, Bobby, as you know, with the person who's giving and the goals of the organization or cause to which they're giving. So if some, if I went to you and asked you to donate to something that was just important to me, not necessarily to you, you'd make a smaller contribution. If I took the effort to make a relationship with you over time, really found out what was important to you, Bobby, and then asked you to give back your, your contributions of time, talent, treasure, and testimony would be much greater. Definitely. Um, I want us to go over some myths. 
like you had mentioned, people think you have to be wealthy to donate. When people think of wealth, they think of money, but maybe your attitude is wealthy as well. Your motivation could be wealthy. All you need is just someone to, you know, something that you believe in and try to get other people to be involved in. That could be a way of contribution. You can donate your time. You can donate your effort. You can donate some money if you do, $10 or more, whatever you can afford. That's um, absolutely right. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And again, I we it's a phrase that we often use, time, talent, treasure, and testimony. So your time is your volunteering for something that you're passionate about. Bobby, you do this yourself for the BAA Alumni Network. And the purpose of the BAA Alumni Network, just to use one example, is to be a resource so that the alumni are resources for themselves, advocates for themselves and each other. They're living the the values of artist, scholar, global citizen that you learned at the school. You're also supporting the current student body through your efforts, and you are welcoming the graduating classes each year into the alumni network. And so I think it's a fantastic mission and example of ways that people can give back to something where they benefited so much. We've heard the phrase, playing it forward, I think it's called. And so that's an example of something that meant so much to you and then how you share that with others and your own testimony, Bobby, and coming to our events and looking really, really snazzy when you were dressed up for the um, the homecoming event in your (laughs) roaring 20s attire. You know, we can have fun with it too. It doesn't all, that's another myth I'd like to debunk is that it doesn't always have to be serious and scary. It's not, it's, it's about, even if you're thinking about what your legacy might be through your will, it's about, it's about holding on to and holding up the causes that were so important to you during your life. And of course your family's important to you and most people want to provide for their family, but don't forget about the organizations and the causes that you cared about so much during your life. That's another opportunity to give back and, um, and also to influence other people to say, Hey, this is really important to me. This is why let's talk about why this might fit with your values and in what way. Most organizations do lots of different things, like the school, it educates students, it helps prepare artists, scholar citizens, global citizens. And it also, with the new school building, it's going to be a resource for the whole entire community of artists and future artists and leaders. So there's lots of different ways that people can think about it. There are health and wellness programs, there are advocacy programs, there are performances that people might be interested in, or even a specific arts major that's offered at the school. So there's all sorts of ways that we can look at what's important to us, what's important to our family, and who we are as people. Um, So for example, I always put out there, if you look at any of my social media, it says, and I'm fiercely committed to expanding opportunity. And I think that nicely summarizes what I'm about and what's important to me. Definitely. Um, first question, we'll break down into how can people participate in philanthropy? I wrote something that you're passionate about, 
you got to start out there. You, like you said, you have to have some self-awareness. Like, who am I today? Who was I yesterday? And who am I trying to be in a future version of me that could be like an hour, um, hour later? <laughs> you know? <laughs> sure. Um, finding methods where you can reach out to the audience. Find a place where you can start a campaign. It could be small as like two people or maybe just yourself. If not a giant group, well, we have COVID, so it's kind of unsafe to do everything combined, but you can do things remote and we'll get into that soon. And then I also wrote down that you can find ways to raise money, whether it's fundraising, personal contributions, or donating your time and effort. Yeah, absolutely agree with you. And for those who are on social media, one way is to just start a Facebook campaign. Um, I guess they're calling themselves something different these days. They just that the parent company just changed their name, but the platform is still called Facebook. And it works <laughs> on Facebook. It works on Instagram. I think they're even using um, on Zoom. There's now a donate button on Zoom. So there's all different kinds of ways to do it. The nice thing about Facebook and Instagram is that they don't charge fees. So 100% of what you contribute goes right towards your the organization. And they make it very simple. You can simply go to the organization's Facebook page and you can uh, start a fundraiser. You can use the language that they already have within their fundraisers as a starting pointer. You can personalize it and explain this is why this is important to me. You can email people. You can take people on a walk, you know, over the holidays and just explain, you know, this is these are causes that are important to me or a specific cause that's important to me in this in this period of giving thanks, let's talk about what's important to us and what we believe in and any causes we might like to promote. You can go to events. One of the best things is to give testimony to artists, to uh, musicians, to others, and go and watch their works. And I just learned of another organization in the course of making calls to our donors where I asked, um, you know, maybe there are ways that our students and alumni can get involved in your mission that I'm not aware of. And she said, yes, they can have free tickets to our performances. All they have to do is go online and register. So you just never know what you're going to find when you are advocating for a particular group. And if you just continue to keep them in mind, then you're doing the best that you can. We will be having some in-person um, events coming up and we're very, very excited about that. They will be safe and socially distanced and um, masks worn indoors and things like that. But the students will be performing BAA Rocks on February 4th and February 5th at Roxbury Community College. And I've seen some alumni perform, Bobby, and you have too, but it's been a long time since we've seen the students perform and I'm beyond, beyond excited about it. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> it's just amazing seeing how everybody, well, when you first go into the school, you're like, I want to go to the school because it reminds me of fame. And then when you get in there, kind of like in college, they have you looking to your left and your right. I'm not sure how that looks in camera. So left or right. Um, these people aren't who you see right next to you might not be with you by the time when you graduate. And it's so true. Luckily, I had my batch of friends. And yes, you do. We but um, it just gave you like a real perspective. Not everyone's going to be that 
big star that everyone craves to be, you got to put in the time and work and effort because they can give you all the tools, but until you execute it yourself and try to be involved in the community, not just the school, you're not going to make it that far. That's a really good point. Really good point, Bobby. And not everybody who goes to BAA does become a famous artist or musician or actor. Some people don't even necessarily want to do that. They may utilize the creativity in a different way. I know some people on our own board, Trisha Rizzo, she uh, works for an architectural firm and she's been an architect and a designer. Some people work in finance. Some people work somewhere in the creative industries. Some people are lawyers. There's all different things that people can do when you are you go through the whole four years of school and you learn how to present your point of view and how to constructively critique other people. Sorry, house phone. And um, and then you you really reflect on who you are and what's important to you and what is it that you want to accomplish in the world. That's a really important thing. Um, and I think the things that BA students and alumni put out into the world, they're just such a blessing, such a great opportunity for, uh, for people. And if this school didn't exist, Bobby, people would miss out. They really would on all the talent that people like you are, and all the inf- good information and positivity that you're putting out there into the world and the things that alumni do to make us all think and the different perspective that they bring to things. They're just, you're just remarkably, you're also remarkably poised and, and talented. I just, I marvel at it. Even at graduation time, see students doing a backflip on the stage or singing and <laughs> yelling in for each other and cheering. It's such a wonderful community. Yeah, definitely. Where can people find some of these resources? Well, if you're really interested in in philanthropy, um, there's a number of places. Of course, look at the websites of the organizations that you're most interested in. For example, bostonartsacademy.org. You can also go to our foundation website, which is baafdn.org. And, you know, you could look at the Boston Foundation, for example, for different ideas of what people are doing in the community. You can look at groups like Association of Funding, Fundraising Professionals, Women in Development, and see what kinds of organizations are out there. And those are good also if you might be interested in exploring career opportunities in philanthropy or even just donating your time. Places are always looking for good volunteers. They're always looking for people who are committed to what they're committed. You can just, and if you don't know a specific organization, you can just Google issues that are important to you in the area of the world that you may be in or what it is you're trying to accomplish. And you can find pretty much what you're looking for. But it's, it is important as we've talked about to sit down with yourself and really think about what's important to me and my family and where do I wanna make a difference? Cause there's, everybody's got the same 24 hours in a day and we get busy. And so it's a real commitment to think about where do we want to invest our time, talent, testimony and treasure. Definitely. There's some examples of other organizations that I just admire. 
like the YMCA, getting people involved in sports and extracurricular activities outside of work or at school, um, global citizens, trying to get rid of poverty. I think they have a campaign trying to get people to take vaccines and get supplies um, around the world. Because, you know, if countries don't have a lot of money, they're going to be the ones that get the least amount of doses. So there's a lot of campaigns with that. You can donate to a hospital, just different organizations, just do your research. And like I said, just find something that you're passionate about and try to make a difference. Absolutely. And there are organizations like GuideStar. If you go to guidestar.org and do your research on that and other organizations, you can see some of the financial history of an organization and um, really get a sense of what it is they have accomplished. So a lot of people, especially if they're contemplating larger gifts, want to do that kind of research before they initiate contact or increase their donations substantially. That's important to do. Definitely. So when can someone start? You can start as early as you want. In my family, Uh, Giving back has always been a key principle. So something I learned from my parents and grandparents. And in fact, my dad, who has worked at what is now called the Gordon Center for Imaging at Mass General Brigham or Mass General, he has worked for more than 50 years at the hospital. And he's a physicist and he's one of the world's more foremost experts on PET or positron emission tomography. He's been giving back and they've been teaching me to give back. And they decided not long ago to make a large gift to to that organization where my dad has dedicated so much of his life. So that made a lot of sense for him. But you can start as young as you want, wherever you want. Everything from, you know, a school PTA or a family council to selling chocolate bars for your favorite charity or doing a Facebook fundraiser raising awareness, inviting people to come with you to an event or looking online to see what makes sense for you and for them. Some people use um, donation platforms to make it easy for people to make contributions. And we make it very, very easy. We have brand new website for the school and and the foundation, thanks to a very generous anonymous donor. And so now really it's great to just be able to send people to the website for anything they want to know if it's about Boston Arts Academy or BAA Foundation. I'm also doing some work right now with the trustees of reservations. And I've and it's been interesting, Bobby, to be very honest with them about some of the perceptions that I think some people may have about what does it mean when an organization owns land and and that most of the spaces that they that they have, they, they allow people to visit for free, but some they don't. How do they make their spaces more accessible? How do, can they be more welcoming to all groups of people? So I've been really enjoying that kind of work. And, you know, it's, it's allowed me to do some of the things that I know I know how to do, but do it in a more targeted way for a different organization. That's been really enjoyable. Definitely. There's no time to just just start now, like I did with my business. Um, I know that I had to start um, later than expected due to technology issues, but I felt that with providing documentaries to people, 
I thought the podcast would be a great extension to that, getting people to get outside their comfort zone, have an exchange of dialogue about different topics, whether it's health, wellness, how to be an artist or entertainer, how to budget better, how to become self-aware. And I thought, why not do that? And it's just amazing getting all the love and support that I'm getting from my subscribers, my followers on Instagram as well. And also the people who are not even subscribed yet, but hopefully they subscribe soon. <laughs> yeah, you're doing great work, Bobby. I mean, getting getting messages out there um, and making people think and um, learn new things is always a great thing. And if the pandemic has been really brutal on so many people, and now you know we've entered now the third school year that has been affected by the pandemic, which is just remarkable. And hopefully we are starting to get to the other side. And clearly so many people have lost their lives and gotten sick. It's been terrible. And in some cases, you know, their jobs, they can't do them anymore. They've been, depending on where you live, you have greater or lower risks of actually contracting the virus. And, um, it's been a real eye-opener for people. This virus does not discriminate. It does not care who you are. Um, I think they need to take it seriously instead of everyone having their own two cents of how they should run things. Like I know in some states, you're not required to wear a mask. Some states require it, but you see how the numbers Mm -hmm. fall off of that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I understand, I really do understand the fears around vaccinations and what does that mean and that people want to do their research. But the data simply shows that the the majority of people who are who are getting really sick and being hospitalized and God forbid dying, they are mostly the unvaccinated. And so personally, it was not a tough decision for me as a cancer survivor to protect myself and others. Others, people have different opinions. I try to be respectful, but they have to at the very least wear a mask at all times then, because this is not, this is not something to play with. And with the Delta variant and any sort of mutations that this virus could take in the future, we just all have to be very careful because if you don't have your health, you're in big trouble and it makes it very hard to do what you want to do in life. On the other hand, the one, one of the good things that we did learn is that, you know, we've really reframed at the foundation and I'm sure they have at the school as well, the reach that we can have. We don't have to have somebody who's on a board an advisory council, the alumni board or who's involved. They don't have to be right here in Boston. They could be, wherever in the world, really. And isn't that a good thing? That means that the reach is global. Maybe someday it'll be intergalactic, who knows? But for now it's global and that's a good thing. And um, so the technology gives us a way, as long as we can keep the content really creative and interesting because people do have Zoom fatigue. If we can keep the content really creative and interesting, then we can continue engaging and educating people. And that's, that's a great opportunity. So thanks for what you're doing once again. <laughs> I know. Um, I want to say thank you. You know, we're going to break into who can be a philanthropist. We had mentioned anyone can be one, but 
how do we implement these? And we have some announcements to make towards the end of the podcast after we answer this question. Mm-hmm. So explain. Yeah. So if you have time, if you have money, if you have a message to share about something that's impacted you personally or something that, and or something you feel is important, then you can be a philanthropist. You just have to figure out what it is that is most important, how you want to get your message out, how you want to make a difference. Um, again, you know, your video, Bobby, that you shared about how BAA positively impacted your life, the ones that other alumni have shared are great examples of, of stories of impact. And they help people to become aware and to care and to contribute. And so the that's really, really important. And then of course, as we've talked about too, you have the opportunity to encourage other people. And one of the things I like to do is I like to tell people about what's important to me, find out what's important to them. And then often I wind up supporting some of the things that are important to them too. And so it's sort of the the tie that raises all boats. And I think we can have fun doing it too. So now we're gonna show some pictures This is the outside of the BAA school building. So this is the same property where the original Boston Arts Academy was located years ago. The school was, um, in 1998, it opened. It was in a 100-year-old postal warehouse. And it was the city's first and still is the first and only public high school for the visual and performing arts. Students from any of the 23 Boston neighborhoods who are entering grades 9 through 12 can apply. It's a full inclusion school. So that means in this case that artistic talent and passion demonstrated through an arts audition or art portfolio submissions, the only criteria. Here's a great example from Natalia Reyes of beautiful artwork. And this is demonstrated, there's Natalia, on the outside of the new school building as a curtain wall. So five stories high this thing is. And you can see it in the first um, slide. You can see it on the side of the building. It's just absolutely gorgeous. You can see it from the inside. You can see it from the outside. It's phenomenal. And to think that before the school celebrates its 25th birthday, we will have this beautiful new school building and we'll be able to welcome over the years up to 600 students at a time and have spaces that we've never had before from the terrace that's on top of the school building. It's about as wide as it was and long as it was before, but it's an extra floor and it's all for Boston Arts Academy students. And it's just such a special place. I know you have such fond memories, Bobby, of your time in the original school building. And in the end, a building, however beautiful, it's just a building. It's the people and programs that matter most. So that same spirit that's always been in Boston Arts Academy will still be in the new building. And the foundation will still have to raise money and rely on people like you and me, Bobby, to put awareness out there. And there you are at, <laughs> at a, uh, an event that we had for the topping off of the school building. So what that is, is a ceremony Um, that is to put the final steel beam into the building. And you can see behind these two, the messages of support. 
So this is another BAA alum and, and her beautiful daughter. And so a lot of you came out along with other people in the community to express your support for the students and your excitement about the new school building. And here we have another alum also from the class of 2011, your graduating class. And you can see some of the artwork and you can see people sign their names and they put in messages of support. And those will be visible for generations of students to come, which is exciting to think about. And here we have Ashley Alexander, who won a, um, the Sabrina St. Louis Arts Award. And this is a bittersweet story. And this is your class once again, Bobby, that four people in your class work together to recognize Sabrina, who unfortunately passed away unexpectedly in 2019. And she was a theater major and an artist and, and um, also into fashion and was a model, a beautiful person inside and out. She did not have the opportunity to go to college and her classmates felt that the best way to honor Sabrina's legacy would be to start a campaign to raise $10,000 to be given over four years to one student from the class of 2021. And since you graduated and so did Sabrina from the class of 2011, this was given out in celebration of what would have been Sabrina's 10 year BAA reunion. So again, incredibly moving, sad to some extent as well, but what a wonderful way to honor this, this young woman's legacy, Sabrina and also Ashley, who is now enrolled at New York University. So talk about an example of philanthropy. There you go. And then we have Ezekiel Fan Freeman, who is the, the class of 2021 uh, student speaker. And he's a he's got an electric personality and he did a beautiful job speaking. And many thanks to our friends at Fenway Park at the Boston Red Sox, Red Sox Foundation, and to Mark Lev, who is the head of Fenway Sports Management for allowing us to utilize this space for graduation or commencement. It was absolutely beautiful. It was outside, so people felt more comfortable attending commencement. And then we also had a beautiful homecoming ceremony, which you and I were at and enjoyed very much. So here we have, the, in the center, we have the valedictorian, and then we have the co-salutatorians of the BAA class of 2021. Just remarkable young women, a remarkable class of people who persevered through so much over the past couple of years in order to celebrate their graduation, and then 97% of them were accepted to college, which is a really remarkable achievement. And here we have our dear friend, Valerie Becker Noguera, class of 2003, Emerson College alum from 2008. And she is the chair of the Alumni Board Network at Boston Arts Academy. You just can't imagine a more visionary and devoted leader than her. She puts her entire heart and soul into the Alumni Board Network and into ensuring that Young people for generations to come will have opportunities and that the, the alumni board network is this 
tremendous resource for alumni to support themselves, each other, and future generations of students. There goes you. <laughs> yeah, there's me. <laughs> but um, more importantly, we have James Perry and um, Danella Clark, who's the president and CEO of Boston Arts Academy Foundation. I'm holding a piece that James Perry, who is now the vice chair of the Alumni Board Network class of 2001, first graduating class, did this beautiful portrait of Lee Pelton, who is the is Boston Arts Academy Foundation's uh, lifetime Chair Emerita, Emeritus, and he has done so much over almost 10 years for the Boston Arts Academy and, and BAA Foundation communities. And so, James, on behalf of the Alumni Board Network, just wanted to present that to Lee as a token of our appreciation for him. And there's a closer, closer image of it. And, and James did this just from a photograph. So a shining example of the artistic talent and passion. And there's James with his girlfriend, Veronica, with Lee Pelton, and with Antoine J. Malay Jr., who's another one of our BAA Foundation board members. And here you all are, you beautiful people, you alumni at homecoming, which was on... Thursday, June 17, immediately following commencement. And you can see a lot of people are dressed up in the Roaring Twenties theme. We, we sure did have a good time. It was a great time. Ah, look at this. Here you are again. <laughs> you and Rosemary and Offrey with Daryl DMC McDaniels from Run DMC. And there he is with D-Son. I think you can see the family resemblance. That's his son, known as D-Son. They both yeah. performed. They like. were phenomenal. And, and Daryl was also a speaker at graduation. So what a great opportunity. And that's a photo that I'm sure you and Rosemary will treasure forever. Definitely. That was good. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> yeah. Something a little different, a little show and tell. So me and Laura both have two announcements. Did you want to go first or should I go first? You go ahead. Okay, so I'm starting a, a fundraiser. This is an opportunity for you guys to be philanthropists in your own, in your own way. Um, I'm starting a Kickstarter. We're trying to raise $4,000 plus. So even if you go at the 4,000, you can still contribute. I will have it going for five months. Um, the money will be used to um, buy camera supplies, lenses, cameras, also music subscriptions, software that I have to use to operate my business, operating expenses, everything that has to do with the business. I will have the link down below. Um, Laura. Terrific. That's terrific. That's great news, Bobby. And you're that's smart as an entrepreneur, you know, reaching out to your friends and family and subscribers and asking them to invest in your business is a great idea. Very smart. So I wanted to announce, well, first of all, you can always stay up to date with Boston Arts Academy and BAA Foundation by going to bostonartsacademy.org or baafdn.org for the foundation. We have... Definitely. If you're not following them on Instagram, the link will be in the bio and the description box. Definitely try to contribute to either 
the Boston Arts Academy Foundation or the school, or even to my company, B. Perry Films. I'm going to have a fundraiser event coming up in the next week or two. So keep posted on Instagram and I'll oh, tell you to be a part of it. And let's keep the momentum going and create more videos and spread more positivity in the world. As Laura had mentioned, anyone can be a philanthropist. All you have to do is just come up with an idea, whether it's original or someone else's. Just participate, show that you care about this cause, tell people about it, just reach out to as many people as possible and spread the love and opportunities to others. That's, that's it in a nutshell. How can people find you? Um, pretty easy to find. You are free to email me directly if you want. That would be L A L P as in Peter, E R T as in Tom at B A A F D N dot org. You can find me quite easily on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and so forth. And uh, I just look forward to connecting with people. Thank you. Um, you can find me on Instagram and Clubhouse at B Perry Films. And like I said, the link for the Kickstarter will be available in the description and can't wait to see you guys in the next video. Thank you. Thank you so much, Bobby. <laughs>